Gracious God, as we come before your holy presence, forgive us for each and every known sin that's in our lives. We thank you for what Jesus Christ did at the cross of Calvary for each one of us. As we enter your word, we ask you to allow your Holy Spirit to take it and make it real. Make it real unto each one of us as listeners. May we understand that there's nothing by accident. In Jesus' name, we ask you and thank you. Amen. Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCants. An older lady was well known for her faith and for her boldness in talking about it. She would stand on her front porch and shout, praise the Lord. Door to her lived an atheist who would get so angry at her when she would proclaim He would shout back at her, there ain't no Lord. Hard times set in on the older lady, and she prayed for God to send her some help. She stood on her porch and shouted, praise the Lord, God, I need food. I'm having a hard time. Please, Lord, send me some groceries. The next morning, the lady went out on her porch and saw a large bag of groceries, and shouted, praise the Lord. The neighbor jumped from behind a bush and said, ha, ha, I told you there was no Lord. I bought those groceries. God did not. The lady started jumping up and down, clapping her hands and saying, praise the Lord. He not only sent me groceries, but he made the devil pay for them. Today's message involves the assignment, and what's going on behind the scenes relative to souls. 
The story is about Charles Bishop, and maybe it's you who believe you tuned in by accident, and you're really not certain where you stand, God. But Charles Bishop, in the story, he's going to die on November the 22nd at 3.10 a.m. in the morning with a massive coronary. And what you have are some angels talking about it. And he said, that gives us two and a half weeks. Do we have anyone who might reach him before his departure? Yes, two potentials. The first is Tim B. Dobbs, who is Bishop's assistant. But he's very weak in the word. Don't count on him. Kathy Hillman is 16, very close to Bishop's daughter. She's faithful. I think we can use her. Preparations must be made for that contact. Every precaution must be made to ensure its success. Now come the demons that may be assigned to Charles Bishop or you, or you, or you. Word is out. Charles Bishop would die with a massive coronary November the 22nd, 3.10 a.m. We want no interference from the opposition. We must be on the alert an attack. There are only two people who could possibly get through to him. This is Tim Dobbs and his wife. He works with Charles Bishop. He's weak and gutless. Best of all, he's ashamed of the gospel. We'll go to work on his wife, says the demons. Through Ethel, we'll destroy his testimony. Here's trouble if I've ever seen it, saying one demon to another as relates to the next person. If she reaches Charles Bishop, we could lose him. She knows the word. She's very dangerous. She'll meet a very handsome young man who'll sweep her off her feet for two and a half weeks. You better be right, says the other demon, or else. Now, do you know who they were speaking of? like the two that the angels were speaking of? Well, they're talking about Kathy Hillman, the one bishop's daughter. You ready to continue? You sure? All right. So the angels say, you, you've been here two years and have never talked to him about eternal life. Shame on you. And they are whispering that. To, Charles, to his co-worker, the one that worked for him. Do you remember how we began the story? You sure? Okay. They're talking to Tim Dobbs, a believer. Maybe that's you. And maybe that's you. Or maybe that's you, you know. Maybe on your job or out there at your place of worship or wherever you happen to be at. 
And so when the angel says that to Tim Dobbs, that you've been here two years and have never talked to him about eternal life, shame on you. So Dobbs says, how can I reach him? First chance I'll give him a little tract. T-R-A-C-T. Demon says to Bishop Hobbs' wife, Ethel, dear, I just had a horrible thought. What if Tim started preaching to Mr. Bishop? He would lose his job and everything else like your lovely home. She says, hmm, I better bring that to Tim's attention before he puts his foot in his big mouth. So here you have a demon whispering to Tim Dobbs' wife, encouraging her to talk to her husband before he presents the gospel to Bishop, who's supposed to die of a coronary November the 22nd. And the reason why she's doing it at the urging of this demon is because she doesn't want to lose her materialism. So now they're at dinner. Dobbs and his wife, Ethel. Dobbs says, Ethel, I was thinking I should try and talk to Mr. Bishop about the Lord. Ethel responds, you listen to me, Tim B. Dobbs. If you know what's good for you, you'll keep your big mouth closed. I won't have you jeopardizing my security just because you want to be a fanatic. If you say one word to Mr. Bishop, we are through. Do you understand? Dobbs. Now comes along Mr. Bishop on the job with Dobbs. Tim, did I see you pray over your lunch? Uh, no, Mr. Bishop. I was just thinking, no, I haven't got time for religion. Bishop, I just thought it was a very nice gesture. Sorry, I misunderstood. Dobbs to himself. Now, I could never witness to him. God, forgive me. Demon, laughing. It worked. I could give Ethel a big kiss. Did y'all remember the 16-year-old Kathy Hillman that the angels mentioned that was close to Bishop's daughter? Do you remember the demons talking about that they were going to send somebody to her because they were afraid that she would reach Bishop with the gospel? You know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, you're, you're Kathy Hillman, aren't you? I'm Buzz Adams. Kathy says, hi, Buzz. But in her mind, she's saying, wow, is he ever handsome? Kathy, would you object if I asked you to go to the beach with me this Saturday? Kathy responds, I'll let you know tomorrow, Buzz. 
Buzz says, young lady, I'm going to escort you to your next class. The demon says, now turn on the charm, Buzz, baby. Another student walks by. Angel trips him, causes him to fall into Buzz. Buzz tell him, the student that fell into him, watch it, you, using profanity, idiot. He then says, I ought to kick your teeth in for that. The student that almost fell into him says, I'm sorry, Buzz. But it gave Kathy enough chance to see that Buzz was nothing but a bully. And that's how she responded. What a bully. But the demon said, he, Buzz, blew it. Now, two angels are talking. They're saying tomorrow is the big day. That will be our last chance as it relates to Charles Bishop. Remember? November the 22nd, 3 a.m. But he doesn't know that. Do you? Do you know when God is going to call your name? And maybe you're somebody that your human doctor has said, this is the day, this is the time frame, this is the year, this is the month that you're going to leave earth. And you're recognizing one or two things. Either they are estimating, guesstimating, or God is in control. The other angel says, our final plan is underway. At the same time, two demons are talking. This is an order. You will keep Kathy away from Bishop. I'm working on it right now. She hasn't got a chance. So, a demon puts into someone else's ear. You ready to find out who it is? Well, call Charles Bishop and set up an appointment for tomorrow at 3 p.m. You can sell him a big policy. The insurance agent says, hey, I'll, I'll call Mr. Charles Bishop. What a great idea. So he's thinking that he's doing it on his own. Okay, Mr. Bishop, I'll see you at 3 p.m. sharp at your house. Thank you, Mr. Bishop. Yes, I'll be there. Goodbye. The insurance agent says, I must be a genius. It was so easy. What are you doing today, Sandy? The angel says, she's going to wash her hair. Sandy says, I think I'll go up and wash my hair, Dad. You remember who Sandy is? Remember? The friend of who? Well, if you've been following along, then you know she's a friend of Kathy Hillman. All right. So now the angel puts a word into Kathy. Go over and see Sandy Bishop right now. Kathy says, that's a good idea. Maybe I can get through to her today. You see, Kathy thinks, oh, I don't want to ruin the story. So let me continue. Oh, no, what time for a blowout? And I don't even have a spare tire. What happened was the insurance agent, remember? 
He has his appointment with Mr. Bishop, 3 p.m., on his way, but his tire blows out. He said, what will Mr. Bishop say? I've got to get to a phone. Now, he's walking now. Hello, Kathy. Hi, Mr. Bishop. Is Sandy home? Come on in. She's washing her hair. Hey, Kathy, is that a Bible you're carrying? Yes, Mr. Bishop. I want to share something with Sandy. If it's interesting, tell me about it. Come on. Kathy, share it with me. Remember now, you asked for it. You better sit down, Mr. Bishop. Look at this. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mr. Bishop says, I guess that includes me. Kathy continues, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, women too generic, but that all have sinned, you know, evil thoughts, words, and deeds. Mr. Bishop asked Kathy, if God loves us, he must have provided a way out. Kathy responds, listen to this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mr. Bishop says to Kathy, don't stop, Kathy. Kathy responds, it also says, for whosoever, put your name in it, or your name, or yours. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Before I continue the story, you don't mind, do you? Do you notice it didn't say, you got to do this, you got to dance, you got to sing, you got to have certain hairstyles, certain clothes, speak certain languages, do certain things, you know, like works. Oh, oh, let me continue on. So the demon, back to the insurance salesman who was walking, remember? Tire blow, walking, need to get to a phone to let Mr. Bishop know. Well, the demon says, Irving, baby, look, there's a phone. So this is what I told her. My arthritis first started in 1932. The demon says, and cursing, that was dirty. What happened was, remember the demon told Urban, the insurance man, that there was a phone, but there was a lady on the phone. And the angel made sure that the lady that was on the phone, that she was going to take her time telling her story, even if she went back to 1932 which means Irvin can't use the phone. In the meantime, Kathy continued talking to Mr. Bishop because you remember now he said to her he wanted to hear more. So she says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Mr. Bishop says, Go on, Kathy. You're getting through. Here's the last one that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt 
be saved. It didn't say thou must, ought to be, need to be, try to be. It says thou shalt be saved. Kathy continues, Mr. Bishop, or you, or you, or you, who thought you tuned in by accident, Mr. Bishop, won't you receive Jesus as your own personal Savior? Mr. Bishop, to Kathy. Kathy, I know you're right. This is what I need. I'll make my decision tonight. Whatever you do, Mr. Bishop, please don't put it off. Mr. Bishop, if I did give my life to Christ, I'd lose my friends. No, I think I'll wait a few years. There's plenty of time. November the 22nd, 3.10 a.m. With two demons standing at Mr. Bishop's bedside. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. Help. Somebody help. The two demons says it was a close call. But we got him. Mr. Bishop was lost for all eternity. But you, or you, or you, or you, don't have to be. The Word of God says there's only one way to heaven. Our Savior said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man or woman cometh unto the Father but by me. So you're walking around telling me, well, you know, there's only one way Uptown, downtown, through town is by bus. You said, I'm going to drive. You said, I'm going to ride a bicycle. You said, I'm going to fly. You said, I'm going to take a helicopter. You said, I'm going to take a boat. You said, I'm going to walk. You said, I'm going to run. There's only one way by bus. There's only one way. Unto the Father through Jesus Christ. Nobody else can save you. And the question is, what are you going to do today? Are you going to admit that you are a sinner in need of a Savior like over in Romans 3 through 10 talks about? Are you going to be willing to, to turn from your sin? You know, repent. Like Acts, Acts 17 verse 30 talks about. Where are you? Are you going to believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Yes, you. You're going to believe that he was buried and that he rose from the dead as Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10 talks about. And if you're going to believe that, then through prayer, invite our Savior into your heart to become your personal Savior. You know, like Romans chapter 10, verse 13 talks about. And you're saying, well, Gary, you know, I mean, what do I pray? Well, you ready? Dear God, I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I'm willing to turn from sin. I now invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart as my personal Savior. 
Now, I want you to ponder that. I mean, really ponder it. Because if you trusted Christ as your Savior, guess what? You have now a new, new birth, wonderful, powerful life with him. You did hear what I said, didn't you? Oh, I know you did. So you, now you know it's time to read his word. You know, you want to remember like the babies. They start off with milk so that they could grow, so they're able to get meat. The same thing as newborn babes in Christ. So you want to begin to read the word, the Bible, every day so that you can grow closer to Jesus Christ and know him better, you know, like a relationship. You want to be able to talk to our Heavenly Father in prayer every day. You know, like you communicate with that person in your life, wherever comes to your heart and mind. And when they talk about being baptized, you know, it's an outward expression of an inward change. Now, you know it's time to go to a sound fellowship that's teaching the word so that you can worship and fellowship with fellow brethren and serve with those brethren, you know, at your place of worship, especially, again, where Christ is preached. And the word of God is the final authority. And then, as the Holy Spirit of God leads you, kind of like the story we just talked about, so that you can tell others about Jesus Christ as you're led to do so. There was a bad, bad, bad blizzard. And it was snowing and snowing and snowing all weekend. Sunday morning arrived, and the pastor saw that the snow had reached its windows. He didn't think anyone would be coming to church that morning. But he felt obligated to go anyway. pastor, he fought his way through the icy wind and snow to his place of worship. He waited in the sanctuary, and he was reading, and for 10 minutes he was about to go when the door opened. And a man staggered through. Hello, said the pastor. Church will have to be canceled today. You're the only one who has come. The man replied, Reverend, if you had a big herd of sheep and only one came home that night to feed, would you still feed him? The pastor was amazed and cried, yes, I would. He then was filled with the Spirit and decided to preach the best sermon ever. He talked and talked about all of life's trials and joys. He referred to passages from Genesis to Job, Psalms to John, Acts to Revelation. And he did so with profound excitement and conviction. And this went on for a long time. After the minister had come to his final conclusion, he went down and talked to the other man. Does that satisfy you, sir? He asked happily. The man replied, Reverend, if you had a herd of sheep and only one came home that night to feed, would you make sure he ate the whole bale of hay? Today, whether you are a believer or a non-believer, whether you are a saint or an ain't, today, you have received the whole hay 
What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? A brand new year. A brand new day. For the believer. To be renewed, re-strengthened. There's somebody that God would have you to speak to for him. For the eternal destination. Someone spoke to you. Someone obeyed the Holy Spirit of God and opened their lips to you. Or maybe they gave you a track, T-R-A-C-T. And for that non-believer, we're talking about your eternal soul. If and when he calls your name, where are you headed? You're going to be like Charles Bishop? Well, will you?